this faceless thing, won't you? Rolling down the street like a bird in the wind. We've got all of that. <laughs> Did we? No. Oh, are we starting now? Yeah, we. Well, let's just ease in with the normal oh, clean conversation. <laughs> Why do we have to start I, every I podcast episode like it's our first time doing it? Because your audience needs continuity. Because for somebody like me who came in and listened to your podcast, I was just like, "Oh, we're starting!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're in it. We're in and it. So then I'm listening. I'm like six podcasts in later, and there's like music, and then I hear, "I'm Wesley," and every single time the podcast opens, I hear. And I'm not. And you never introduce yourself. No, it's never. Great. It's like it doesn't no, say the Bagel the, Boys, no. Wesley, and yeah. Daniel. No, I know. No, no, we know. Dang it! I didn't want you to say my name. I don't want people knowing you who I am. You're not that <laughs> mysterious. Even though we've we've alternated, that's like what I like the most. Like one episode, it'll be Daniel and not Daniel, and then yeah. the other episode will be Wes and not Wes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, how many episodes of ours have you listened to? I've never listened to a single one of the episodes all the way through. All the way through. through. But I, it's easy listening. I really enjoy it. That's what we That's try. Awesome. So, I just like, I kind of click, like, whatever I'm feeling at the time. That makes my heart feel warm and cozy. Shay, what, if you're listening, I love, Are we? have we started? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is, is this going to make it into the show at this, this point? Maybe. This I don't know what you said yet. <laughs> no. Her five-minute dissertation on cats, even oh. though... <laughs> Even though you were supposed to be talking about Spider-Man was awesome. Five minutes, try 25 minutes. There's so Edit much down. on the cutting room floor of that conversation. Oh my god. Well, the funny amazing. thing was, I'm like, I, I brought it up today because I was just like trying to brush up and figure out, you know, how you guys did this. And so I'm like, I'm like, uh, click on one because I just wanted to hear how guests were on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I click on one and it says featuring Shay Foster. And I was like, I wonder if it's his sister. Oh, that's his wife. <laughs> and this yeah. whole time that I'm looking it up, you guys are supposed to be talking about Spider-Man. Yeah, we don't. And then, the whole episode is just about cats. I'm not even no, and then I'm listening to it. And the funny thing is, I mean, it's just the bagel voice. This comes, this this strikes you as like a G-rated or a PG-rated podcast. Yeah. So we're like three minutes into it, and Shay goes, no, Rum Tum Tumbler was a really horny character. <laughs> and I kid you not, I'm sitting there in my car, and I'm like, I thought this was a podcast about Spider-Man. What am I listening to? He's in my horny cats all of a sudden. Yeah, like, what on it's earth something. are you talking about? Have you seen like, the movie Cats? Heck no. Okay. I value my sanity. <laughs> I didn't see it in theaters on Christmas Day. I, I saw... I, dude, I saw the... Uh, I saw the uh, trailer for it, and that was enough to scar me for the next 24 hours. So, it's something. you guys do know about the butthole cut, right? Yeah. Is it a real thing? That's a real thing. That's yeah. not a joke. The yeah, butthole? they're showing buttholes. Seriously. In, in the movie that was released, they edited out the butthole. So to the public, what is out there now, there is no cat anuses shown. But somewhere in the sphere of movie Can history, I ask something? There is a butthole cut of cat. Can I ask something? Sure. What do you imagine James Corden's cat's butthole looking like? I don't want What's to. What's the situation here? There is no situation. If this makes the cut... <laughs> 
It won't. And Wes it is won't? like, it won't. Maybe. It will. <laughs> Who are we kidding? No, we can't talk about cats again. Good Lord, help us. I can't I can't spend another day talking about cats. No, we can't use Daniel's name, so Wes, why don't you start us off? Okay, so yeah. what we'll talk about today instead. All right. What are we talking about? We're not talking about Spider-Man. Okay, Bagel Boys music. da 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 wasn't even close to it. That's no, no, no. That's a new one. That's a new one. There's supposed to be a moment of silence so Wes can cut in. Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Bagel Boys Show. My name is Wes. And I'm Daniel. Great. Did I screw it up? <laughs> oh, no. I screwed it up. We've only done this. So for times. our listeners, my yeah. name's Stephen Dale. I'm lucky enough to be a guest on this awesome podcast. And I was told prior to starting the podcast that nobody knew Daniel's name. <laughs> so we've all been talking for like the last 20 minutes, I kid you not. And we all thought it was going to go down the tank because we said Daniel's name because apparently everybody who listens to this doesn't know who he is. <laughs> Big you secret. open it with I'm Daniel. I screwed it up. I'm going to get fired. I'm going to get blacklisted. I've said horrible things on this podcast. <laughs> blacklisted? you got to get paid before you can get blacklisted. Buddy. Yeah, am I getting paid, Wes? You promised that check would be coming well, for any day We'll talk now. about that another time. That's what you said last time. Well, this time we're going to talk about Venom. The 2018 superhero comic book Question movie. Mark. Maybe a villain, maybe a hero. We'll find out. Uh, so, guys, just tell me about what you guys thought about Venom when it first came out, almost two years ago. I don't know, but I hated that Spider-Verse movie. <laughs> oh, my gosh! <laughs> Steven, what? I'm coming from It's okay. It's out now. Yeah, you know, it it's it's out in the open. We're was, good. Now was, we can roll on with the podcast. That, that tension won't be sitting there. saying a Secret love is worse than an open hatred. <laughs> who says that? I think it's in the Bible. So Wes, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. I like Steven, I was just trying to forgive you for your terrible well, no, opinion. No, because I here Wes told me. Um, he said, I think you like Venom the most. I'm middle of the road, but I think Daniel really doesn't like it. So I think now that I've ticked him off. Daniel should lead with his impressions of Venom. 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 That's that's a different version. It's got a Y in the name. They axed that. <laughs> Venom. 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 First impressions. Wesley, I saw it with you. You did. And with Elliot, friend of the show. Yeah. I saw it with you guys. Yeah. I liked it well enough. Uh, I had a good time in the theaters. I, You know, we were laughing at the funny parts of the movie. Like, it was a good old time at the movie theaters. But I remember as soon as it, over, it was over, I was just like... Okay, I'm I'm good now. I probably don't have to revisit this. Like the only time I'd ever revisit this is if West and I started some podcast, but that's never gonna happen. And uh, yeah, I was just fine. I kind of forgot about it honestly as soon as I saw it. All right, but I had a good enough time. Yeah. How about that? Oh, my first impressions. Well, um, it's funny. Okay, so here's what happened. I'm going to tell you a story. I should just tell you my first impressions if I'm going to tell you a story. I like the story um, better. I like stories. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Um, so, you get, did you guys see the first trailer for Venom? Uh, they didn't <laughs> show Venom. Yeah. yeah. I remember watching that and thinking, bad call. So yeah. Bad call. Because, I mean... It's just was, him in, like, the uh, the MRI machine. Yeah. And he's, like, He's, like, shaking. Out. Yeah. And that was enough. Normally, if I'm into a movie, I'll, like, follow the production and try to look into it. That was enough to where I was like, 
well, I'm going to wait for the next trailer and hope this gets good. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like yeah. I didn't follow anything. I didn't look into anything. So the next trailer comes out, and it comes out late in the summer after I've decided that I'm going to propose to my wife. There you go. Nice. Now, the correlation here is I watched the next trailer, and I just fell in love. I thought it was awesome. You know, where he's got, you know, he's where he bites his head off yeah. at the end yeah. of the trailer. The, the turn in the, the wind. The turn in the wind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yes. Yeah. And so... I send it to Priscilla, mm-hmm. and remember, this is before I proposed. Right. But I know I'm going to. And I send it to Priscilla, I'm like, this is going to be a pretty dark movie, but it could be fun. Do you want to go see it with me? And I get in all capital letters, yes, it <laughs> looks so dark and fun. I can't wait to see him bite people's heads off. Nice. And I just remember having this moment of, I picked right. Yes. So, <laughs> when we love. went to go see Venom, uh-huh. it was at uh, Disney Springs at Disney World in Florida. Because that's where I proposed to her at Disney World. Humble brag. And the humble yeah. brag, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, um, we went to go see it um, on that little vacation that we took. That's when we went to go see the movie. Yeah. And so I was already in good spirits when I went to see it. So that probably skewed my perspective a little bit, but I had a blast. Nah. And I was kind of, the thing was, I went into the movie expecting it to be fun. Yeah. Like, I did not go into this movie like I went into Endgame with, like, right. this had totally better knock me back, yeah, right? Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Yeah. I went into this thinking, I wanted, what I wanted to see when I went into the movie was I wanted to see the same Venom I had seen when I was watching Spider-Man cartoons on Saturday mornings as a kid mm. in the 90s. You know, yeah. that's what I wanted mm-hmm. to see. And that's what it gave me. And I walked out happy. I thought yeah. it was... Especially considering the restrictions Sony's working under with the Spider-Man property, I thought it was yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, I'd yep. say yeah, the, I was kind of in, like I said, kind of in between the two of you. I went and saw it, like I said, with Daniel, and it was, or I'm sorry, uh, not Wes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I had a lot of fun with you guys, but the second time revisiting it, I was slightly hesitant to because I was kind of like when you see a movie, like you said, just the skewed vision of it seeing it with people you care about and yeah. making it more fun seeing it a second time i still enjoyed it quite a lot uh i remember you mentioning the trailer just thinking about the vibe that they give out when they say the line turd in the wind i was like i think they're tapping into <laughs> something here that is not what a lot of the climate a lot of the climate is you know for the rest of the you know MCU yeah. or the DC movies and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Then following it, this is like the biggest box office opening in October's history. Really, which is it crazy, was insane. Yeah, Wasn't it like eight hundred million popped, or something. Yeah, it popped off. Uh, basically, after this, because like you said, following production and whatnot, I was following this kind of. Spider-Man, Spider-Verse thing that Sony's trying to build with all these different spin-off movies. As soon as this movie took off, I was like, this is pretty much the green light for everything that Sony wants to do that's Spider-Man adjacent, basically. Now uh-huh. we have the Morbius movie coming out. We still have Craven the Hunter rumored. We have all these other things that could possibly come from this, mm-hmm. from Venom success. And remember, at the time that this was happening, you know, Infinity War was picking up. Yep. You have Spider-Man and Infinity War, so it's not yep. like the Spider-Man property was laying dormant. No, exactly. It was in full swing, and it was yeah. being used. So the fact that they made an $800 million opening 
was with really nothing short has, of spectacular. There's not even a mention of Spider-Man in the movie. No. Yeah, not, no, not even not an not Easter egg. Not even an yeah. Easter egg. There was rumors coming up that Tom Holland shot a scene, yeah. but it's not even something you can find in a deleted scene. It's just not yeah. in there. And, so. he, won't, he, and just, he won't confirm it. I don't he think just he wandered will, uh, on set and used the bathroom or something. Okay, <laughs> they were filming. Uh-huh. Uh Tom Hardy, no matter what, I think Tom Hardy was just having the time of his life with this movie. I was so pumped that they picked him to be. Well, you guys heard the story on that, right? Okay, go ahead. I told you. Did I tell you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He did it for his kid. He's got a lot of stories, this guy. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. Dude, I'm so obsessive when it comes to movies. Like, it's funny because I'll like I'll welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> wandered in the right Dark Knight. Yeah, I followed Remember? the production on that movie uh-huh. from the start. But like, yeah. no, Tom Hardy said his son wanted to see him do a movie that like he could watch, mm-hmm. and he goes, "What's funner than being a character where I can bite people's heads off?" Yeah, so yeah. no, it was a movie that he did for his kid, and I think you can tell he's having fun when he's yeah. doing it. You know, yeah. speaking of fun, let's play a game. Let's play the tomato meter game. Oh, so Steven, you, you, you know, guys go with Rotten Tomatoes? No, we we do not put stock in this. This is we just don't. a game okay, for good. fun. Okay. This is just for right. kicks and giggles. We, right. we give our kicks movies bagels, but the next closest thing to that in the public eye is tomatoes. tomatoes. So, yeah. the critic consensus... We're working on our offshoot website called Rotten Bagels. <laughs> not doing so How well. How many bagels for the best movies? I need your. I need to know the rating system here. Oh, oh well, one, to the, one to ten. Ten or, bagels. Or now, baker's dozen. Baker's dozen perfect. is a baker's perfect. dozen. Now, if you, I know you said you hadn't listed episodes all the way through, but so far, Mad Max Fury Road and <laughs> Spider Verse are the two movies that have gotten baker's dozen awards. Yeah, the movie that you hate is perfect. Okay. So, okay. What? I'm just. I'm just out, trying to bring you two together here. I'm pointing Let's out not that drive the wedge further. How did you? How his, did you say giving a subpar breakfast item? To the world's worst movie was somehow going to heal our wounds. The okay. world's worst movie. <laughs> I kid. It was not the okay, worst. Okay. Oh my god. Back. No. The worst movie was what was the movie? Uh, I don't You're know. tearing me apart. So oh, oh the, the room. room. The room. Yeah. Uh, have you, you guys seen the, the disaster artist? Is, yes. is it worth watching? Yes. Yeah. I haven't if, seen it yet. Have you seen the room though? Parts of it. Okay, if you've seen parts or all the way of the room. It's so bad, it's good. Okay, yeah. The Disaster Artist is probably James Franco's, like, funniest movie, I think. Because he, yeah. he gets the impression yeah. spot on. Does he get, like, the lazy eye going on? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. He does all that. He does an right. excellent job. Yeah, no, I, I was being facetious. You could make this piece of the room the best movie. <laughs> it's an enigma. Uh, Baker's doesn't. 10 out of 10. <laughs> yes. Venom's first standalone movie turns out to be like the comics character in all the wrong ways, chaotic, noisy, Oof. and in a desperate need of a stronger attachment to Spider-Man. This is a critic consensus. So, mm-hmm. you guys being the guest, you are guessing first. So, it's a 1 out of 100 scale on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a rotten score. I'll give you the hint. So, it's anywhere below 60 is the critic Score. So we're gonna let you guess mm-hmm. first, and then we're gonna guess the same for the audience score. We're guessing critic score. Guessing critic score first. So it's under mm-hmm. a sixty percent because it's rotten. Well, knowing Hollywood critics, I'm gonna say like what thirty six percent. Okay. Like What's your guess? Fifty. It's twenty nine. So you got oh, closer. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't like it. The audience score is fresh. It is drastically different. This is probably the biggest differential. I guess numerical difference in the ratings that Which we've had so on the show. Which is so funny. Can I yeah. go on a can I go yeah. on a brief so absolutely? Did you guys ever read any of Roger Ebert's reviews? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He said something I thought was so brilliant. He goes, "You don't judge a movie by what you want it to be. You judge it by what it is." 
Uh-huh. Look at the movie for what it's trying to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sony doesn't even have the Spider-Man property, at least not right. in the capacity that they need to use it for Venom. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that the critic even opens up that review and goes, it needs a bigger connection, they can't freaking get it. Yeah. Legally, they can't yeah. get it. So what do you want them to do, <laughs> not make the movie? It's a totally unfair criticism. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I think that's why you see such a big I think, discrepancy. I think that's a really dangerous thing we get into like comic book movies, but also just movies like, even like... I know the Harry Potter movies were really well received, but just movies based off of books and all that kind of stuff where it's like... The Harry Potter movies had had total, at least from what I've heard, synergy between the studio producers. I mean, did did Warner Brothers ever really lose creative control or communication with J.K. Rowling? No. I mean, for Pete's sake, she was writing the books while the movies were coming out. Yeah, exactly. She auditioned to play Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) That's no. good. I don't even remember what I was going to think. <laughs> well done, Sorry. Barry. No, but it's just agreeing with train your point. Train of thought broken. But back on the train track, the yes. audience score Chugga is Chugga. higher. So you guys both get to take a stab at that one now. 82%. He guessed it right in the he's money, very, didn't he? He's very close. Okay, so 84. Shut up. 80. Ha! I still won. <laughs> you guessed the wrong direction. You gotta yeah. work on your poker face because you whenever know? I guess gets it right, you're like looking like, at me like I'm you like, smile. I like was like you're gonna have to get it right on the head if you, you want to. You may as well just say screw you, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> That's the biggest. Like this is the lowest. Th- this is the problem because this is not. I still think obviously the Amazing Spider-Man movies. I think are a tier below, especially Amazing Spider-Man Two. And those both have, I think, critic scores in the 50s, mm-hmm. mid-50s. So it's like, what what the heck is going on? So, yeah. again, we don't put stock into that. Mm-mm. We put stock into our bagels. Good. And then yes. there. Yeah, so Venom. Let's talk, first we'll go into, like, I guess a little bit of the plot of the movie. And then we'll get into to Eddie after that. Eddie. It just say it like <laughs> every time. Eddie. Eddie. I can't top that. I'm not even going to try. I'm going to tear Brock, me. sir. I'm Edward, going to Edward Brock Jr. I'll do the Topher Grace version. <laughs> Better movie of Topher Grace? Don't even. I'm trying what, to wipe that from my what mind. What would that be? What would that movie be if Topher Grace starring in a Venom movie? How do we feel about that? Guys. <laughs> a disappointment to a 14-year-old Steven. <laughs> Something I had waited years to see. <laughs> to give you guys an idea of how much I like Venom. Yeah. I love Venom, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. I liked Venom better than Spider-Man. And the uh-huh. one toy, you know how you bad ask, boy you. You know you'd ask guy. something for something as a kid and yeah. your parents would go either you can save up the money for it or they just tell you no outright. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I asked for new siblings, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> Man, you're good at this. Yeah. <laughs> So, we didn't have all the amazing toys kids have nowadays where you can go literally choose your costume. Yeah, Tide Pods. Right. We had, I I stumbled across in Walmart a Venom costume. And it had like a plastic chest piece. Nice. It had like the classic, like a white spider. Yeah, dude. Looks like the 90s cartoon. Yeah, like claws. And I think Mm. it was like $30, which in 90s money might as well be like 50 or 60. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, Dad, I gotta have this. And of course it was a no, Mm -hmm. you know, which is fair. Do you still resent him? (laughs) No, because I had a Spider Man costume, a Batman costume. (laughs) Okay, okay. Yeah, if my parents hear that, they're gonna be like, you had a Batman cape that lasted you 15 years, so shut up. (laughs) No, um, but no, I, I. Hardcore, yeah. Love Venom. The investigative journalist 
Eddie Brock. Are you reading? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're reading from Letterbox, aren't you? Yeah. No, put that thing away. What do you want then? We're gonna give our own little synopsis. Okay, go ahead. I'll let you off the leash here. Okay, we got a man named Edward Brock Jr., sir. No. That's his name. It's just Eddie Brock, the Brock Report. Edward Brock Jr. Okay. He's a reporter, okay? He's engaged to a woman, played by Michelle somebody. Michelle Williams. I forget already. Okay. Starring in the film Blue Valentine and many others. Oscar nominated, I believe. Oh, I think she's is a that, winner. Is that the Woody Allen No, movie? she won for what's I it called? Don't know, but she the, is... That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. She is... Did Michelle she, Williams is very much... She was in... Uh, the, um, um, every night I like... Well, Grace Showman. Greatest Showman. Great. Yeah. Oh, no, that's wait, right. What's the other one that's really sad and it's in Boston? I'm trying to. Oh, remember. Manchester by the Sea that's with Casey Affleck. That's yeah. right. Every was... movie ever set in Boston is sad. <laughs> it's true. Do people ever have fun in Boston? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know. No, not so. in the New England Do states. People like smile. <laughs> no, there. they're always depressed. Have you seen that movie, Manchester by the Sea? N- no. Yeah. Or you? wait, no. Yes, yes. What am I saying? Yes, I am. No. Have you seen I saw it? the trailer and I was like, I'm yeah. not watching that crap. Yeah. Casey Affleck is drunk and leaves the house. And <laughs> That's Casey house- Affleck in every movie he's ever played in. <laughs> the house burns down and kills his wife and kids. Oh my! Not God. his wife, just his kids. Oh, better. Yeah. <laughs> That's but it's like this is the movie we're watching. Happy old Manchester by the Sea. It's a movie about Edward Wright Jr. Okay. And he's engaged yes. to Michelle. It's a romance movie. An yes. up-and-coming reporter. Upcoming reporter. He's got. He's on the Brock Report. Think, think Anderson Cooper meets Alex Jones a little bit, like in between the two, right? Am I wrong to say that? Just keep going. Do you know Just what? Rip it off do you know? Past, like, do you know what an aneurysm is? That's <laughs> one for an unknown reason. You burst a blood vessel in your brain. I don't think this is a, and to an quote the great Lewis Black, no, this is an unknown. There is a reason. <laughs> it's when someone says something so stupid, your brain can't compute it. <laughs> you said Anderson Cooper and Alex Jones. Yeah, he's like a mix between the two. That's, That's a, like so, mixing salt and sugar. Yeah, they don't go together. Well, they are opposite. Okay, but Anderson Anderson Cooper's the sugar. Alex Jones is the salt. I think Alex Jones is cocaine in this. That is so true. I don't think he's even salt or sugar. Can I take a shot at our synopsis so we can get through it (laughs) for our audience? I wanted to read. Okay, Okay. so he gets the those of you who live under a rock. I'm not going to read this synopsis. They never make any sense anyway. It's just a bunch of hyperbole. (laughs) That's a big word. Hyperbole Wes over here. That's what I call him. No, the the Venom is about a guy named Eddie Brock. So for those of you who've lived under a rock and never seen anything to do with Spider-Man, is a reporter in San Francisco and is engaged to Michelle Williams' character. Mm-hmm. And I through was an trying to say all this. Fortunate series of events happens to fall on hard times, lose his fiance, his job, and stumbles across the symbiote. Mm-hmm. Or as they call it in the movie, the symbiote. Which the only thing I can imagine is that somehow Marvel has rights to the word symbiote because symbiote sounds stupid. Yeah, and he becomes Venom, and that's not a spoiler alert because the title of the movie is Venom. So <laughs> what? <laughs> so Ethan, if you're listening to this, shut up. My little brother, if you uh-huh. tell him, like if you were to tell Ethan, hey, the movie The Patriot, yeah, it's about a guy who's a patriot, he'd go spoiler alert. Yeah, calm down, Ethan. Calm down. I hope that makes the cut. Oh, yeah. Contrary to popular belief, we talk a lot, people. 
and Wesley has to edit all this out. So let's have a mm-hmm. moment of congratulation hey, Wes. for all the editing work Wes puts in. Wes, I'm really proud of you. Where is this going? What do you mean? So what's the next question on that list, Wes? Yeah, what you got? No, just let's talk about Tom Hardy and his performance and the character of Edward Brock. Take little protagonist talk. Go, go ahead, sure. Sweet. I love Tom Hardy. Not uh, okay. I love him as an actor. He's awesome. Oh, that's okay. Weird because I love him as a lover. But go ahead. <laughs> he just pulled a Daniel, and I didn't appreciate feel? it. I know, dude. That's Is like hitting the emergency nice? brake on the highway when you're going 80 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible, isn't it? It's it's not great, and I like it when I do it, but I don't like it when you guys do Wait it. Wait till he compares Eddie Brock to Alex Jones and Anderson Cooper. <laughs> No one would ever do that. No one in their right mind would ever do that. Scoff at me all you want is a great comparison. I'm going to say my thoughts now. I really love Tom Hardy. Because he's great in so many different things, and he can do so many different roles, okay? Mm -hmm. You got him as Bane. You got him in The Revenant. It's the villain. You got him in Inception. It's the cool, slick, you know, agent kind of. I think this is probably the worst performance I've seen Tom Hardy do. What? Yeah. Okay. And I was so excited for Tom Hardy to be in this movie as the titular Venom. Have you seen the movie where he's a moonshine runner? Uh, are you talking with Oh, Shia, Shia LaBeouf? LaBeouf? Yes. A that's long not time even ago. Close to his worst role. Um, I disagree. But that's fine. That's fine. You can have your wrong opinions, and I can have my right ones. That's fine. We live in a free country. You're allowed to be wrong. I'm allowed to be right. There's... And I'm always right. What was I will throw out an actual challenge to you okay. as someone That's who's fine. clearly seen more Tom Hardy movies. Yeah. There was a movie that came out with him I forget, it might have been Wreaths Witherspoon and Chris Pine oh, yeah. called This, this Means is, War. This Means War. I've seen it. Bad movie. Bad movie, bad yeah. movie. But is he bad in it? Yeah. Everyone's he's, bad in that movie. Uh, He's not great, but I wouldn't blame him. I would say that he's just Are you doing, blaming him in this movie? I think he's terrible in this movie. Oh, Boy, go I'm ahead. sorry, I do. Go ahead. I think his voice is obnoxious, and I can't make sense of it every time I see it. I think that I get what he's doing. Okay, so in the spirit he's... of fair play, I have read other reviews uh-huh. that said the same thing. Sure. Okay, I'm not agreeing with Daniel. However, we're just saying there's other minded people this out there. Seems like to be it. a common impression. It's like whenever everybody <laughs> said Jack Sparrow changed his accent in the second Pirates of the Caribbean. I didn't think he did, but that was a popular Good. thing, right? Anyway, moving on. Watching a different like, cut of the movie. Here's here's what bothers me. Here's what I don't. Here's what here's what I don't like. Daniel. Historically, <laughs> Daniel too. Historically, mm-hmm. Eddie Brock has kind of always been a thug. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he even yeah. had a rock and mullet in uh, the comic series. Yeah. Oh yeah. At one point, he's always been a punk. Yeah. And I felt like they stripped that out of the character. Maybe mm-hmm. he'll get it back. Maybe he'll get that in a future movie. Mm-hmm. But I felt like that sort of wussiness to the character, I think even more so than his voice, that's what bothered people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know, well, there's just so many moments in this movie where I'm like, dude, why are you talking this way? Like when he's on the phone, he goes, it makes you climb up a tree super, super fast. I'm like, why are you talking like you're out of breath? Like, it's this weird accent. That he's almost trying to do like a New York accent. Almost, but he lives in California. I just don't get it. There's not a lot of that before the the symbiote. He's, I mean, there's some of it. I mean, he's. I, I got bit, it as he's bit. trying to convey panic. 
Yeah. You know, and the yeah. guy's British, so yeah. I mean, anytime... But they... he's good at masking... He's good at doing other voices. I think we can all agree, though, once, once he and Venom become Did one... Did you hear Bane? They... Okay, but... Are you actually standing behind that voice? I actually do like Bane's voice. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. Sue me! Actually, don't sue me. That's the opposite of the We point. don't want I'm anyone to... suing no, us. No, sue him, because we don't make a profit Please off don't. this, and somebody needs to knock some sense into Daniel. So, <laughs> we can agree here that this accent, whatever you want to call it, gets dialed up to 11 after they merge, yes? I would yeah. even agree with that, yeah. But I think that's fine. But it didn't bother who, me. No, it didn't bother me either, so I'm curious, keep, continue your, your, yeah, your go ahead. takes on he the character before, he, before... And the other thing about his voice is he whispers in times where I'm like, why Why are you whispering? What, okay, that, that's, but, let's get past I know, voice. but that's <laughs> a huge problem of mine. That's the only problem you no, have with not. the movie. Um, what else do I not like about... No, just Tom talk Hardy's about performance. Tom Hardy. Just okay. what you you can have positives. That's allowed. <laughs> Do you have any positives? I think he's having fun with it. Is that the only positive? I you think can throw he's out having there? fun with it, and for you that, you don't have like... to answer the same question the same way twice. This is <laughs> <laughs> Daniel's being interrogated right We're now. We're back, Daniel. Know, right? Daniel, <laughs> listeners, you can't see this, but the spotlight is on me. <laughs> They're pulling the good cop, bad cop routine. <laughs> It's just um, two bad cops, actually. It's two bad cops. <laughs> Not bad cops as in, like, badass. Bad cops as in we're bad at our jobs. <laughs> we don't know how to interrogate someone. <laughs> what else did you like other than the fact that he was having fun? And if there's nothing, that's fair. We will, um, we will move in fact, on. we would prefer you'd say it so we could move on. Yeah, I will say that I like that they actually gave a, gave a crap about his character Besides, it uh, Sam Raimi's version of Eddie Brock. I was so worried was, for a second you were just going to say that he was having fun again. <laughs> he was having fun. Okay, we Three got it. You're out. But there honestly, th- I'm sorry, but that's probably my only positive. Okay. Wes. And, and you said it perfectly. Yeah. Like, he did this role for his kids, right? Yeah. That shines through. So, there's... If you watch Tom Hardy in other movies... Do I think, like, this movie's got some, like, great writing or something? Not really, but to what Steven said earlier about what it's trying to be. This is trying to be just a comic book movie. Have we said that on the podcast? What? What it's trying to be? You you said that. About the yeah, but I didn't say it on the podcast. You slept something. Yeah, you you said it in this episode. Like ten. Okay, I'll shut up. Oh no, yeah. Yeah, no, we were talking about that. Back <laughs> hey, shut up! You're the one who said that Eddie Brack was having fun for three I mean, times. I want to say one more. He was having fun. <sighs> Wes, continue. Okay, so if you watch him in other movies, mm-hmm. he's a good actor. Yes. There's times when he's not good. This time, it's he's trying to be this very, like, not specific, but just a... Kind of what Stephen was saying. There's the thug version of Eddie Brock, and then there's the reporter version. I yeah. like this version of the character where it does seem like he has a bit of an accent, but the accent doesn't bother me. To me, it's not annoying. He sounds very distinguished from all the other characters in the movie. You don't need, you know, ten characters in this movie all throwing out different accents or something like that. I think he's fine. Also, I think the sense of panic he shows... And just confusion, anger, uh, hunger <laughs> in some scenes where it's just like he's, oh, he's a hungry boy. Yeah, he's a, just very manic and just very wired almost when mm-hmm. they, they bond. I don't think another actor could portray being like 
fuse together with an alien creature as well as he does. So that's why I like it. I think he's the best part of the movie. If he's not in this, I don't, I, I've thought about this. Mm-hmm. What other actor could you have put in this movie that would have made $800 million? I don't think you can. Uh, I think it's a bit of a double-edged sword, though, because, like, everything that... And seriously, uh-huh. everything that annoys you about Eddie Brock, mm-hmm. the accent, the whispering and all that, yeah, you kind of had to have that. Because remember when he jumps in the lobster tank? And she tries to <laughs> yes, get him I out. Do. And he looks at her and he goes, He's killing people! Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, Who? And he goes, Carlton Drake! Like, that's... <laughs> I think that's kind of what annoys people about the character. Even the, even if that didn't annoy you, it's that approach that was yeah. annoying. However, you had to have it at that point in the movie. You had to have, you know, because he's basically blown the whistle on somebody. Uh-huh. He's got an alien creature. He's lost his job. Messing with him. He's lost his fiance. And, yeah. And he's losing it, as any person would. And so he's trying to project Aliens that on screen. Aliens exist now, and he knows firsthand because one is living inside of him. So I think yeah. that it almost boils down to preference, which is why I yeah. was like, go ahead and tell us what you think of it, because I think that's fair. Like, it's, yeah, no, it's totally no, fair to, yeah. like... Yeah. You know, for instance, I've never watched the Ant-Man movies. Not my really? cup of tea. Just It's just not my cup of tea. I'm not saying they're bad movies. Huh. It's just not what I want to watch. Mm-hmm. So I think if somebody looks at that and goes, I just didn't like that, that's fair. That's Because no, ultimately that's art is yeah. subjective, what's, you know? What's weird about that is, you know, Paul Rudd in those movies is... <laughs> Just having fun. Which is weird. Oh, my <laughs> God. I'm sorry that I... Oh. Man, I had a thought going. I don't even remember what it was now. Yeah, you you crushed a part of Wes's soul when he said you hadn't seen the Ant-Man No, movies. I just... Those movies are legitimately, like... The second one, not so much. The first one is just a standout in the MCU for me. Because it's just different enough, but hits mm-hmm. all the same notes. It's like it's like a, a, a bucket of cotton candy where it's like... All right, like I could eat this. Could I eat this every day? Which you know, probably, I wish that we would yes, have. That's maybe. why I like no. the Bagel Boys. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I wish you could have more critics that went in and said, "Listen, if this is not your cup of tea, yeah, it's fine. next week we'll be reviewing Stephen's favorite movie, Iron Man." You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. and that way you kind of get that because yeah. I think people forget that ultimately art is subjective. Movies yeah. fall into that, and people are going to have preferences, and that's okay. You know, except for Daniel, he is doesn't that, get to have one, mm, right? Yeah, dude, you just, I thought it was just Spider-Verse, but you keep mentioning things that just like, <laughs> how did we even become friends in the first place? What was the appeal? What did I see in you? <laughs> I'm like kidding. A, like I'm kidding. You guys are this like Eddie and Venom, like a married couple bickering yeah. throughout the whole movie. You yeah. have to admit you'd like that, though. Like that's what? being Like that dynamic, where it's like two sides... Arguing and we get the inner monologue. Of I their think that was the best yeah. dynamic yeah. we've ever had mm-hmm. in terms of him and the symbiote, an in yeah. iteration of the character. Uh, yeah, you I know think what I mean. So, like yeah. I'm talking cartoons, comics. Yeah. I got a question. Mm-hmm. So I never read any of the Venom comics. Okay, I'm not a comic book. Read a few. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you have. Um, so that part of the movie is interesting to me because the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like. What on earth is the advantage for Eddie to have that relationship with Venom? <laughs> because what is the advantage? That's I, a good point. But, but and maybe the comic books explain this, but the whole movie, I'm kind of confused. Like, if I were Eddie in this situation, I'd be like, get the heck away from me. This right. is creepy. 
disgusting. Well, he's kind of like that at first. He, he is, but yeah, but why does he turn around at the end? Well, I mean, and, and he brings up a good point because it makes perfect sense in the comic books because he's been shafted, and he's been shafted in a mm-hmm. superhero-based world. Yeah. And so when you do that, that's what was so freaking brilliant about the first Incredibles movie was that well, your villain basically created into the choir. You know what I'm saying? Oh like, yeah. yeah. Oh like, yes, though. You don't have to worry about motivations because the person you're fighting against is so far ahead of you. Yeah. yeah. So that's a self-answering question when you stick with the original comic book explanation. Yeah. And I thought they did as good as they could, and I think that's mm-hmm. where people really get upset about the Spider-Man difference. I mean, the only reason he needs it is because he's trying to blow the whistle on this guy. The corporate world has basically one-upped him, kicked him out of his job. Yeah. This is the only advantage he has over anyone or anything. That's why he needs it. Mm-hmm. And it becomes an advantage by the end of the movie. But I will give you that. It is much weaker, and it does lose that for being outside of the uh, Spider-Man series. And by the way, folks, that was not a fart. I scooted back in my seat. <laughs> I don't think you have to worry about that. I, don't think I didn't know that. if the microphone picked yeah. it up. I just wanted to clarify that. So nothing's worse than to, trying to I'll give a to... deep thought and getting halfway through and going. So then, I'll have to add one in post to make sure like there was a noise heard, right. so people yeah. can like make the question in their own. Heads. Like, just was a it? long ten second fart. So <laughs> the whole time he talks and yeah, um, but I yeah. do I do yeah. love the Bagel Boys. For this reason. We love you. That's a... No. <laughs> not do. like that. Oh, but I oh, like it oh. when you guys throw those thoughts out because, like, that's stuff... I'll watch a movie 20 times over and I'll never see that. I like that you guys bring yeah. that out. Well, the, the other thing yeah. about the challenge this movie has to overcome is clearly Venom's the protagonist as the main character good guy, whereas the history of the character has always been an anti-hero at best and a yes. full-on villain at worst. Yes. So it's like you have to make him likable. You yeah. have to make him believable as the hero of the story and then you have to make a villain that's worse that's not immediately carnage and so that's kind of like the juggling act this movie has to do and i think yeah. for the most part that's a thin line to walk yeah, yeah 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 there's a lot of stuff it's it's not something a normal superhero movie would have to even think about because yeah. usually it's just batman is batman superman superman spider-man mm-hmm. spider-man and it's fine this one has to kind of shift things around so uh, speaking about shifty characters, let's talk about the main villain here. Riz Ahmed as Carlton Drake and Riot. The only reason that villain was even watchable was because of Riz Ahmed, I will say that. I think so. Oh, yeah. absolutely. He And the more I watch the movie, mm-hmm. the more I like him because he doesn't have much to work with. I mean, he's basically playing a corporate slime ball. Yeah, yeah. You he's know? a very tame Norman Osborn. Almost. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah, basically. And he... If you look at his body language, his delivery and lines, tell me what you thought. But I thought he really... I mean, there's not a lot to work with. Yeah, no, yeah. no, there's not. You know? I, I'm i in the same camp as you, but it, in reverse. Where the first time I saw it, I thought it was pretty good. And as I've gone back and rewatched it, I've liked it less and less. I think because I like Tom Hardy more and more. There's like a graph here where it's like, the more I watch Venom, the more I like Tom Hardy, the less I like Reza as Carlton yeah. Drake. Just because I see more of the... The nitpicky flaws of like there not being enough to work at. Not really his fault. He's a good actor by all accounts. It's just, it seems like a very meh kind of villain. Where mm-hmm. like the first ten seconds of Tom Hardy as like into the the actiony bits of being Venom, completely sold. And on the opposite side of that, good good actor just not being able to like Venom. Like I said, first ten seconds of him kind of enjoying it. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like Riz Ahmed was like just kind of there for a paycheck. I know it sounds really bad, but it's kind of like these are my lines. I'm gonna say them. This is that. On to the next scene, and it's like, okay, you could have had a little bit more fun, and maybe that was the director's choice. Didn't want to make him a too zany of a character, but he's not like. We compared this earlier to like a, a two thousand three kind of uh, comic book movie. Yeah. I feel like Riz Ahmed is not a 2003 villain. Now, he, yeah. Let me throw something out there Go for ahead. you. Let sure. me, before sure. Daniel jumps in here, let me, yeah. and I want to throw this mm-hmm. out there, and I want you guys to run with it, okay? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we're running. So you guys saw 2009 Star Trek, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I just need one word, like, thumbs up or thumbs down for Eric Bana's bad guy. I don't remember I well him. enough. Yeah, I remember I liking it, okay? Okay, I love that movie, but J.J. Abrams said, once the second, third Star Trek movies came out, Mm-hmm. He said, when you're working on your first movie, you kind of have a glass ceiling with your villain because you have to introduce your characters. You have yeah, to introduce yeah. your cast. Yeah. And I feel like, tell me what you guys think, I feel like in Venom they kind of had the same thing. Me and Wes were debating this earlier. You don't want to debut with Carnage, he might outshine Venom. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, yeah, no, 100% you're talking, agree. Yeah. you're talking about Venom, so you're already talking about a villain, so it's not like the villain has that many villains. You're a niche within a niche. Right. So Mm-mm. that being the case... Is there any way they could have done the villain any better, do you guys think? I don't think so. I think he's completely adequate. Like, he's mm-hmm. good for what the movie needs. I think Riz Ahmed's a good actor, and I hope he's in more. Like, he's great in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Booty Rock. Is good yeah. Name, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Booty Rock. Did you just say Booty Rock? Booty Rock. Yeah, booty, 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 booty Rock and everywhere. <laughs> um, I think he's... I think he's good in this movie. I don't think he's anything that if I don't rewatch, I mean, I'm not going to really remember him too much for his performance of being like this iconic. I think we've villain. all established but, that he's lived up to the very limited potential yeah, he sure. could have. Yeah, yeah. but that's that. yeah, 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 but that's not the point of his character, like right. he said. So right. I'm I'm fine with it. I get a very uh, well. I really love Obed- Obadiah Stane, so This is probably not the best comparison, but yeah. that where he's not the most exciting. Villain. Yeah, but for Pete's sake, I that's love Jeff Ob- Bridges. I know. Man. I mean, that's not even. This fair. is more of like a yeah. The villain I'm just saying. In, yeah. What was the villain in uh, Iron Man two? Justin Hammer. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he's him, where it's a corporate kind of sleaze he, bad. That's guy. still you're talking about Sam. Ness, is it Sam, Sam Worthington? Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Yeah, Rockwell, and and then like, up he's with, having fun with Mickey Rourke. I mean, all their villains had like seriously ten or fifteen years more acting experience than Rizzo. Yeah, that's has. true. That's very that's true. true. I mean, these guys have forgotten more about it. And plus, I mean, anything you see Sam Rockwell in, he's just bloody brilliant. <laughs> that's the thing. In racist. Why is he always playing racist characters? That's really true. strange. He's always doing that. Why? <laughs> it's why? Because he looks. He looks <laughs> like that kind of <laughs> he guy. Does. He just does. Poor Sam. I just don't see how. I feel like like you're saying it's adequate. You're saying it's good. I'm saying it. I feel like it could not that they should have gotten a different actor or anything. I'm just saying this is a bad comparison. But like in the original Spider-Man movies, you had Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin, and I'm not saying you need to have that crazy over the top performance or anything like that yeah. to distract from the character. Because I totally get what you're saying about Carnage. I was just thinking like speaking to the challenges of being the Venom villain. Like mm-hmm. how many other villains are there? Like I feel like there could have been a better way to just make him either more menacing or something. I feel like I didn't see him kill enough people. Like what if he? Turned I into... felt like that too. Okay, what if yep. he like turned into Riot and bit one of his like henchmen's head yep. off or just ate him whole or something? No, That's yeah. what I feel like was missing. 
I'll say that's always a challenge when the villain is so similar to the protagonist. Sure, Like, yeah. you got Riot and Venom, you got Killmonger and Black Panther, where they mm-hmm. have the identical suits. Which I almost always hate, and that's a good point. Like, Yeah, so I feel like that's always very hard to pull off and make interesting. But wait, what about instead of Iron Man, we'll make him Iron Monger? <laughs> We keep using Obadiah's thing, but he's No, great. no, no. Like, I know. <laughs> not Ant-Man. We have different Ant-Man. <laughs> like, with lasers. But he can also and get small like that. Ant-Man. It's like the formula. It's like somebody in Hollywood is going... But he's bad. Him. He's different. Make him he's the bad. opposite. He's yeah. just bad. Yeah. I've seen it in so many movies. That's, That's why point, I think Green you know? Goblin and, like, Doc Ock works so well. Because it's like, they're, they're, so not, they're not doing anything. Yeah. Not doing anything like Spider-Man. Yeah. Yep. You're right. This is a Spider-Man miniseries, it is. by the way. Moving on. <laughs> uh, Michelle Williams. How did they get her? She looks like she's been kidnapped. I wanted to like blink twice if you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> like she. The thing is, I like Michelle yeah. Williams. I think she's a great actress. She absolutely is. Since when is she acting in Venom? Is she hurting for cash? I like, don't know. I get strong uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, Pepper Potts vibes. But even or Gwyneth Paltrow had like some sort of chemistry with R D J. Yeah, it's a lot. When, whenever they, they cast, chemistry. whenever they cast R D J. and Iron Man, uh-huh. they were gonna ask Gwyneth. She said no. He called her up, was joking around, and goes, "Don't you want to be in a movie people actually remember?" Oh, I like it. That's what he said. That yes, that's exactly. Look it up. That's what he said. That's how they got her in on that. Like, and so I wonder if there was just a connection with Ruben Fleischer or something. Maybe because I don't know. I'll have to look and see if she was in one of his other movies. But I don't think she was. I mean, I was personally, I was really happy that they did not kind of cast like your token. Ordinary, yeah, run of the mill. No, no I was name. surprised to see her there. I just, I don't think she, she's not. I don't want to go as far as saying she's wooden or bad in the performance. It's just very like, it's too brief. Yeah, you very just, brief. You need more of her, if anything. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of liked that at the end of the movie. I felt like spoiler alert, but like it felt like you got a promise of her in future installments. But now I'm worried. Will they? Because she's Michelle Williams. Will they be able to get her back? Right. I know the movie I was know. super successful. And but it's, we'll I'm, see. I'm praying that they do not do a Maggie Gyllenhaal replacement like they did. That was the crippling now, thing t- to the talk day. about that though. That I feel like that of all replacements, that's a pretty seamless one. I think they did that pretty well. Are they you, did. Have you? Are you, you Daniel like dressed as Wesley? Like no, <laughs> dude. <laughs> what an insult! <laughs> do you see Wesley? He's so ugly. Wait, so. <laughs> <laughs> what about okay? Well, to name another one, what about Terrence Howard and Don Cheadle? And that Iron was Man? seamless. Dick's that was seamless. Here's the thing: yeah. I didn't, I didn't feel like there's a certain like quality to like whenever you're, whenever you see like okay, the jet scene, first Iron Man, mm-hmm. when when he tells him I'm not gonna drink, I'm not gonna drink, and then he gets him to cut loose on the airplane on the yeah. way out to like Afghanistan. Uh-huh. Yeah, I felt like that was kind of when I was watching the movie. I was like, okay, they're friends. Like that's the scene yeah. that cements that these guys know each other. They're friends. They're gonna yep. pull crap with each other. They're gonna get along. Yeah, yeah. So by the time you see Don Cheadle and Iron Man two, and they open the movie with this courthouse scene, and they're already giving each other crap as the movie is starting. Mm-hmm. What you have is you have this sort of similarity. Just in personalities and characters. Mm-hmm. You know, the way that the back and forth, it feels the same. 
And I never watched Maggie Gyllenhaal in The Dark Knight and thought, boy, this feels just like Christian Bale and what's her really? face. I never saw that. Oh. I never saw that. Huh. It felt like a different personality. So if they can get somebody else like Michelle Williams, who's got like the sort of... Same vibe, I guess. Same yeah. vibe. Yeah, I could see that. Maybe it'll work, but I don't know if we're, anybody else this has is all a Michelle. Us, all this <laughs> we're just banking off of her not coming back. Who knows? She could have no, liked she it. Could. Like, I don't know. She no, could have had a good time. She's going to yeah. stumble across this and goes, Daggone it, I'm showing up in Venom too. Now I have to be there. Yeah. <laughs> We've moved on from the antagonist to like side characters now. So side mm. Michelle Williams in that camp. So we either yeah. give her supporting or distracting. I'm like it didn't go one way or the other. I'll have to say distracting, just because I I think it it just I feel like she could have had more chemistry with Tom Hardy, especially as a couple that was engaged. Yeah, like if they were just dating. I would have bought it. Yeah, but they shotgun that so fast. They do. That's the thing, and that's not her fault. But I'm I mean, saying, I'm saying we're talking. This has nothing to do with actors. This section of the podcast. This is just. Characters yeah. in this one specific movie. I'm uh, saying five or six down. bagels to Riz Ahmed. Yeah. <laughs> eight bagels to Michelle Williams. <laughs> but there I'll, you go. I'll give yeah. her a thumbs up as far as her performance. Uh-huh. I wish that we had gotten more of um, seeing them happy together. Yes. Because yeah. they break up really early on in the movie. And there the whole thing's yeah. him pining over her and being all upset. And mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to buy into because you didn't really see them together that much. So and What he did, too, is a really low blow. Like, it was looking into, terrible. like, her her job. Like, yeah. all the, the case files and stuff she had. Like, if you're an investigative reporter, I yeah. feel like that's a pretty cheap shot, I guess. I think that, like, he'd have probably gone to prison for it in real life. He probably probably should have, I think technically that's, like, locked down in Discovery or whatever. I know, because I watched the TV series Suits. There you go. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, we got a little Suits head over here. Do we want to talk about that Venom kiss for, like... 20 seconds. Yeah, what the heck? I love how grossed out people were over it because I watched the movie and I'm like, what's the big deal? So maybe that means I have issues, but... I'm not grossed out. I just question, like... I don't I think about the animators who had to sit there (laughs) and create that. Or how long that kiss had to go in, like, real life. Right, yeah. That's the world's longest kiss (laughs) in real life. It is. It's a good 15-minute kissing. (laughs) Uh... Jenny Slate as Dr. Doris Girth. Uh, Money, please. Money, please. <laughs> Why Dude, can... <laughs> I straight up would not have cared. I would not even have a comment. But my wife told me to watch Parks and Rec. She said, watch Mona Lisa. Yeah. And it was because of that that I'm like, every time she's on screen, I'm like, there's Mona Lisa. Like, yeah. she was a write-off character. Yeah. She was. You know. Why didn't they have, like... I'm glad she's doing other things. I'm just like, I want her to break out into that character. And that's that's my fault for projecting that into the movie. But I know it, like the comedic chops are there. And mm-hmm. this character has zero chances at humor whatsoever. There's not even... Well, even like you could argue like all the other... Pretty much every other character I feel like in the movie has an opportunity to make some sort of humorous joke or uh, wording of a line. And she's just know- very like... Baseline. You still what you start to end up with is you start to end up with like tell me what you guys think, mm-hmm. like narrative like barriers like you know yeah. we've said that you know this is not going to be a two and a half hour drama no right no, no, no. this is yeah. a fun quick action movie that doesn't really allow you enough time for her to break out her comedic chops and, no 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 and I'm you not saying, I'm I don't saying, want like, it would throw the movie off it for would sure. yeah, I it just would, it's right. my fault for thinking that like waiting for it to happen and it never does so it's not it's nothing on because her. you know how I I just wanted her I wouldn't have even blamed them if they like, in one scene you heard. Money, please. Money, please. <laughs> yeah. She loses her job. Like an Easter egg, you know? Yeah. A mark of a bad 
character slash performance. I'd forgotten that she does the second time I've seen it. Oh, really? She's just a very forgettable character. And me personally, Jenny Slate, I never found her that funny. Oh. So I was kind of interested to see her do a, dr- a dramatic. Do you think she's pretty funny? I think so. Okay. Money, please. I mean, <laughs> you were both very familiar with that quote. Bagels, please. <laughs> Bagels, please. Uh, her SNL days, from what I've seen. I, I don't know. It's just not for me. But I was interested in seeing her dramatic role. Yeah. And I I don't know. I feel like she's fine, but like I said, her character is. I do so... like the scene when they're in the uh, they're like in the little food market, and he's like, you know, I'm used to having to blend in with my surroundings, but you, you suck at this. <laughs> she's yeah. like hiding behind the like the counter, yeah. like trying to sneak up on him. If, if what you say is true, she'd be very very afraid. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's how he talks. I mean, that's not going to bother me. I'm going to go back and watch the movie. It's going to bug me. <laughs> Sorry. Daniel's going to ruin the movie. I know. <laughs> uh, we've got next up for supporting characters, Reed Scott as Dr. Dan Lewis, the attractive doctor oh, character. Okay. Yep. The I boyfriend. think he's pretty good. I, the, these supporting characters, like, I, I feel like they just needed to go here. And they just stuck a character in there. in there. Yeah, I, I almost don't even fair like it's. I don't even know if it's fair to review them because it's like, oh. okay, you're playing her boyfriend and you're a doctor. Like, what else can you even put in? Yeah, I mean, I yeah. liked I liked him for what he was yeah. doing. No, no, I liked him too. No, th- th- nothing's gonna stand out. Like, I couldn't even tell you anything about this character, honestly. It's just something <laughs> I kind we've of done. It, what we've done like. it with every other Spider-Man movie coming up to mm-hmm. this point, and so I think. Just for context, like this one is the one that's at the biggest disadvantage because you don't have characters like Uncle Ben or Aunt May or MJ or Harry Osborn or whoever else you have, all these established, mm-hmm. fun, like thought out like characters that have been in, you know, the history of a character. This Venom character is already kind of a side character of Spider Man, so to give him his own movie, you didn't have to create these side side characters. So the only love yeah, interest yeah, yeah. that he had were was, uh, who does Michelle Williams play? What's her name? Do you know, remember offhand? Like the character's name? Yeah. I mean, in the comics, the only love interests he ever had were Gwen and um, this is Michelle Annie Wang. And Annie. Yeah, she was in the she was in the Venom spinoff series. Mm-hmm. But you're right. There's not that much to dig yeah. out to dig out. You know. Yeah. Except for the last one. Last then very, very briefly, the very end of the movie, Woody oh, Harrelson. Oh no! Let's Woody, not even talk about it. Oh, we're gonna have to. No. Woody Harrelson is. As Cletus Cassidy. I'm going to pretend that that scene's not even in this movie because I hate it that much. Why? He's wig. He's you don't wig. Like his wig? He looks like Wendy from the fast food restaurants. <laughs> Wendy's. Like, what is this red wig? Steven, it's, 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 no. It's, he looks like a clown. I'm sorry. You don't. Okay, I'm so, so is it distracted just, okay. by how bad he looks. I couldn't even you, tell you so what So it's he said. just the wig? You don't like his delivery of the lines at all. He's only in the movie for like two minutes. He's obviously set up the sequel, which will be... Yeah, doesn't he make some pun like, when I get out of here, there's going to be carnage. Isn't that... (laughs) I think he killed Steven. Yeah, no, that's what he says. That's the last thing he says. Steven, how do you feel about him? But that that fits the tone of the movie, though. Like, what else would you have him say? He's Uh, a crazy person. uh, He's not supposed to talk like we talk. He's supposed to talk I'm just saying he looks really silly. Have you seen Cletus Cassidy? Yeah, Cletus Cassidy looks really silly. Are you going to honestly go back to the <laughs> 90s television show where I'm sure we all saw Carnage the first time and we're going to go look at him and go, that's a good hairstyle. <laughs> I, I want that. They pulled it Every off. Every ginger were... should aspire to have that haircut. 
okay, but here's the deal. You look at Wolverine in the X-Men <laughs> in X-Men comics. How are we okay, I'm curious to see you. you he pull looks this absurd, off. but Hugh Jackman pulls it off. You can do it well. You can take cartoon characters and put them in live action movies okay, and do it in a believable way. I'm gonna show way. you this picture. No, I know I remember I'm not sharing picture. This is no, this is the comic. Yeah. You can't tell me that doesn't well, look he, exactly like it. He does look like old Conan O'Brien-ish. Oh, okay, but I just mean like you picture Woody no, Harrelson I, in that scene. That's what he looks like. Steve, I don't have an my, issue with Woody Harrelson is bald. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> okay. If I, here's here's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say this: if I had to choose between Woody Harrelson mm-hmm. or someone who looked good with curly red hair, I'm picking Woody Harrelson. He's got a point. He's got you there. Have you seen, I asked Wes earlier, have you seen Out of the Furnace, Christian Bale, Casey Affleck? No. Okay. If you want to see just how menacing Woody Harrelson can be, Mm -hmm. watch that movie. He's like a redneck, backwoods villain, bad teeth, talks with an accent, you know, shoots a lot of people indiscriminately. But it's, because I saw that movie, I was back 2015, something like that. Because Mm -hmm. I saw that, that's why I got so pumped when I saw him as Carnage. The wig just went right past me because he's one of those guys that is like Benedict Cumberpatch's con. I, mm-hmm. I didn't even care they messed the character up. I'm glued to the screen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he's so good. He's got so much gravity on screen. And plus this, too, this movie with him in it hasn't even come out yet, too. No, so, yeah. like, he could win us over. He could have... a. He honestly could have had like his hair like grown out and then died by this point. I think there was a picture that serviced of him in like a one of those like four. No, I don't think things. he can grow hair up here. Well, no, no. I just mean they change change his hair. Like oh. maybe not. Like if the wig thing could change. Normally, like towards the end, there's two last things we have here where we talk about like the story setting, like music theme set pieces and whatnot. So this one, kind of in the same vein as we mentioned before where spider-man has a whole greater responsibility thing venom doesn't necessarily have that he has his other things but since we've changed him to the hero version in this one it's it's difficult to kind of jump through those hoops so i want to talk about the the motorcycle chase uh through the san francisco like street hills whatever you want to call them yeah i think that's really cool i think that's one of the better action set pieces in memory of Mm -hmm. like that 2018 year and Venom himself looks great. Yeah. I'm into that. Venom looks awesome. They nailed it. Good uh, job, Ruben Fleischer. <laughs> is that it? It was all him, yeah. Yeah. The action, like, the way the action is shot, there's certain scenes, like I said, like the motorcycle chase scene, I like that a lot. I like the scene in his apartment, like, leading up to that. Or he's eating the tater tots. Or he's eating the tater tots and Frozen everything. Tater tots. That's great. And he's like, you mentioned this earlier, like how he apologizes to pretty much everyone. Yeah, that he hurts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is hilarious. Yeah. yeah. I like that a lot. There's the one, the scene at the end, there's like, it's not all bad. It's just more uneven where they're like clashing and it, it's just hard to make out. Like, who's who in that pile of goo, almost. But, but you know what they did, if I well, might no, be so ahead, bold, just to interrupt. Go ahead. They did a couple of really smart things here, because you remember everybody was whining that they don't have the spider symbol. Yeah. Ruben that, White, the director fine, yeah. said, director said, he goes, there's no reason for it. Yeah. yeah. There's no you connection. Yeah, you don't need it. They were very detailed. Did you notice that at no point in time do you see Venom actually stick to walls? 
he's clawing into yeah, him the whole cool. time. Yeah. He's actually yep. like getting a, a hand in there and yeah. pulling himself yeah. up. Mm-hmm. He never uses webbing. Well, when you see him take guns, when you see him take anything, it's an actual extension. Right. Venom does use webbing. It is in there. You got the little white patches on the hands that don't have that either. Right. So you have a lot of nods to the Venom in the comics, and when they're not using something, they're being honest by not using it. No webbing, yeah. no spider symbol, no sticking, no nothing. Because ha- their hands are tied. They exactly. Have to, yeah. And something that has been a pretty much a common theme with the Venoms ever since they started, whether it's the ones on the cartoon or anything else, is this kind of liquid feeling. The sliminess that they got going on yeah, with yeah. the symbiote has always been there. And... Yes, they were hard to tell apart. Yeah. And this could go right back into should they have picked that villain. But they had it kind of had this to. sort of mesh, like how you see them meshing and slamming yeah. and messing with each other. Mm-hmm. That's part of the symbiote. Well, no, like, once, it, once it goes to Carnage where you have the red one, I think the problem is going to be a lot solved. easier. Yeah, but in terms of like better. texture, yeah, they're no, stuck oh, with that. Yeah. That's no, no, comic, no, no. I that's don't comic have, true. You know? I don't have a problem with the goo or anything. I just had an. It, it's not really even an issue. I just liked what they did, the half Venom, half Tom Hardy, like, live-action stuff. Yes. More yep. more earlier on in the movie than when he became full-on Venom. The, mm-hmm. the scene, though, where he fights off, like, the SWAT team is pretty cool. I like yeah. that quite a bit. Uh, well, and I was telling Wes yeah. earlier, I don't know, or Daniel, I don't remember who I told this to, because I said a lot of things. <laughs> but I liked, like, the gravity of the character. Like, when he, when he walks, yeah, you hear, like, a point, thump. Good point. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And, like, in each of these, like, did you guys notice that when he takes the weapons and throws them back, he's tied them all up? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it was the little details like that. Like, up until the point at which Tom Hardy really meshes with him, mm-hmm. they give you, like, this upset stomach sound. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I felt like there was a lot of design that went in to making you feel the character. Mm-hmm. And I think that that kind of, like, came through. I think that was one of the movie's strongest points. Was I felt like it like really came through the like the weight of him? You mean just like, just just like yeah, the it physicality. felt like yeah, yeah. venom. Yeah, you know, to your point on all the fights that you like, I tended to notice that. Yeah, like at the very end when the guy's trying to rob the store, you hear like this, you know, footstep yeah, walking yeah, up to yeah, the yeah. counter, and I, I liked that. I thought it was great. The last thing we always like rank these franchise movies on. So we've been doing the Spider-Man ones. A lot of these Spider-Man movies could not get a yes on this. This last thing here is can it stand alone? Where it's like if it if you take this movie, pluck it out from everything, can it? I think yes. Yeah. Because it's its own thing. Like we said. Yeah. To its its challenge and it rises to the challenge of you know, do you need a Spider-Man movie to make this make sense? No. Do you need any other movie to make this make sense? No. You've got Tom Hardy's origin into venom and they don't really waste a whole lot of time with that which yep. is something i like and then you just kind of go from there mm-hmm. where some of the spider-man movies if you listen to those episodes a lot of them they can't even some of the better ones they just can't yeah. because it's yeah, not a very possible. good point yeah and i've heard you guys talk about that and it's very good you, yeah. you kind of, that you guys kind of see those threads yeah i kind of i don't know i know they're going to do a crossover with tom holland in this character oh, eventually. yeah eventually yeah. But, but i think that I, speaks to the strength of the movie yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but i kind of hope that they keep venom his own thing and they don't bring him too much in the mcu because i kind of like i don't think he'll be in the mcu ever yeah i don't see the mcu if it, it's spider-man spider-man is going to be the one that separates from the mcu so i think what sony yeah. is doing is kind of like preparing their field Hedging of their crops bets. yes here. yes and so that way when spider-man falls out of the mcu he's going to fall into this 
Spider-Man universe. Which is why you're using uh, Mysterio, mm-hmm. who's... Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I keep wanting to call him Raven. That's not his... Uh, you know what I'm talking Vulture? about. Vulture. Vulture, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, and they're Vulture teasing... Tunes. You know, they're teasing Mac Gargan as uh, yeah. Scorpion. Scorpion, yeah. Which I'm okay with, but I mean, it makes perfect sense not to have a franchise-level villain if you're going to split, you know? Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. I think, uh, to your point, that that speaks as a strength as a standalone and I was talking to Wes about this earlier like I think that Tom Holland's character as Spider-Man has to mature a little bit before he mm-hmm. can face a Venom and I think yeah. that's great I think that's yeah. smart writing that you can get two, three, four years down the road where Tom Holland is you know no longer Tom Holland <laughs> you know yeah, right? Yeah. and then you can put him He's... up against somebody who's 20 years older than he is Thomas Holland Oh, yeah. Thomas Holland that's where let's give it some bagels you guys mm-hmm uh, so bagels for me, I think this falls in like the like right smack dab in the middle of like the other Spider-Man movies. Uh, I'd say I'm gonna give it like a six point nine out of ten. So yeah, is that you want to say that to Mike Daniel? I'm gonna give it five, a solid five, <laughs> middle of the road. I actually do like it a little bit better that now that we've been talking about it. Okay, like you guys good. talking so much about it made me be like, oh, maybe I was a little too harsh on it. Um, I'm going to rank it a solid of 7 or 8. Okay. Mm-hmm. With all of the aforementioned problems, which I actually agree with. However, it's one strength is it's actually what I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, like, yeah, you yeah. don't look at that and go, like, remember seeing Topher Grace's uh, Venom and you're there's, like, there's no comparison. You're like, that's my Venom? Really? Yeah, no, that's <laughs> you not know. even... You know, and Has- so, hashtag not my venom. I, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I and I feel like there's I feel like in a lot of Spider-Man movies, I I have yet to see a Green Goblin where I go, that's the one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I rank higher for that. You know, they, yeah, no. they got close. That's a good point. So if you the rewatchable scale is there, and these have no like, I guess weight as far as like a score does. These are pretty fluid. So there's seek it out, watch with friends. If it's on, not the mood. And then the last one is Stab My Eyes. This one is 100% Watch With Friends. And I say that just because mm-hmm. my memory with it, but also just re-watching it, just thinking about all like the funny lines and everything like that. Uh, it's just, it's a crowd pleaser. It's, it's Watching it in theaters, you know, and, and maybe if you're a snobby critic, you could be like, well, how did this make a... Eight hundred million dollars. I'm not surprised that I made eight hundred million dollars after rewatching it. It's, two a, cra- years it's later. a good point. It is a yeah. crowd pleaser. Yeah. Very big crowd pleaser in a good way. Yeah. Uh, if it's on, if it's on for you, yeah. Watch for friends. I kind of reserve. I almost give it a watch for friends, but I don't think I have. I don't know. It's not as fun. I got you. As I would want it to be with a watch for friends. What would you get it? Well, I see here. I rated a little bit different. I know sure, I'm yeah. taking a dump on your ratings. No, 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 like, no. Here's the di- here's the thing. I grew up with four siblings, and so when we wanted to have a movie night, we all had to agree on a movie. I got gotcha. you. Right. So you I, end up I feel like that. Pirates of the Caribbean oh, yeah. got watched a lot because <laughs> it's a crowd pleaser. We had the same childhood. <laughs> right. Right. So I would put Venom like a hundred percent in the in the absolutely rewatchable box. Yeah. So like the seek it out one. Then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, unfortunately, your 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 seek it outs are usually never going to be like you know your best films ever, because mm-hmm. your best films ever can be divisive. Their preference, right? But I mean, it's so fun. Venom right. is so fun. This like, is you more can turn like, on whenever. The, you're yeah. That's a good way. I think that's a good way mm-hmm. to describe it. It's a very like easy movie to watch, and I know some people could see that as like a 
backhanded compliment, but it, like I just mean it in the most. I think that's li- what they were going in, for. in the most literal sense. Yeah. Like it's it's just easy to watch. Can I give you guys a few little trivia tidbits that I read? Sure. Um, the scene where he jumps in the lobster tank was improvised. That's really genius. that's okay. See now that's a great performance yeah. of him. Then <laughs> <laughs> I do love that. Well, name, my favorite how scene. many actors can you name on your hand right now who have jumped in a lobster tank um, improvised? Oh, let's see, Meryl Streep. <laughs> we got Tom Hardy. We got Dame Judi Dench. <laughs> We've got uh, yeah, three. Jump in okay. a lobster tank. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't see cats. Okay, so the next trivia tidbit: um, the line where he says, "I'm going to butcher it." Uh, okay, pulled up. Eyes, lungs, pancreas, so many snacks, so little time. You know that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's from an actual Amazing Spider-Man comic book club. Yes, I know. Oh, a lot of his I didn't lines know were. that. So was yeah. Turd in the Wind. Yeah. yeah. Is that really from yes. yes, it was. Turd in the Wind. Yeah, that's why I was happy about that being in there. That's People pretty fantastic. Fun of it, it makes no sense. It's, fu- it's a funny line, but it's, it's, it's funny. Like, I like it. It's making, pulling from that, uh, Source material there, and that's what's I'm, funny is that you know Venom's character, not not Brock's character, but Venom's character. Yeah, he's an alien. He's yeah. always he's trying, and he falls short. <laughs> yeah. and that's what makes it so freaking they funny. That really well. Yeah, like when he goes mask copy. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. He, oh, that's great. I read uh, one more trivia tidbit, and I'm done. Okay, I I read this on IMDb. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Tom Hardy said that James Brown was an influence on Venom's voice. <laughs> I want to know at which part does Venom say, like a sex machine? <laughs> I don't I feel like those what? IMDb trivia bits are just like someone's trolling you with those. Because wasn't I, the last one about like, I think, well, he brought this up before. I think the last one we talked about was there was a guy in the background of like the Amazing Spider Man who had yellow pants and it's supposed yeah. to be a reference to Shocker because they're wearing yellow pants. Oh like that's goodness. the IMD trivia. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's probably not true at all. I just Dude, thought that was like, I, I will give Daniel this. Tom Hardy can pick everything for his characters but their voices. Like, I still cringe over Bane. Like, <laughs> he has... See, uh, and that one, was I, that him or was that Nolan? That was him. Did you hear... No, that was him. Okay. Him and Nolan both decided that they wanted sort of a circus strongman look for Bane. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Short period of time... Hardy's 5'11". Mm-hmm. You're trying to do something different with the character. I'm cool with that. Did you actually see, like, the bare-knuckle boxer that he based the voice off of? No. No. Okay. He went with an Irish bare-knuckle boxer. And he sounds just like the guy. But he was trying to go with sort of like a backwoods, rough-and-tumble guy. Uh-huh. The trouble is that's never been Bane's character. Yeah, yeah no. but if he had tr- stayed true to Bane's character, and this is why I gave him a pass, it would have been so uninteresting. Bane's no, it would have been great! No, Bane's always been a henchman. So no, it's like, why Bane he... can say the same lines, I just want a voice that like makes the theater shake. Remember Xerxes in 300? That's the yeah. voice I want to hear from Bane. Yeah. You know, and it's the same. Well, I there think... is that line in Dark Knight Rises where he yells, this is Sparta! As he breaks Batman's back. Remember that? He See, didn't say this is Sparta. This has oh. been very this has been very entertaining watching you guys ping pong back and forth between like being the best of friends and then being like mortal enemies. <laughs> it's a roller coaster. I love it because one minute we're enemies and the next second you're shaking my hand going, I forgive everything. <laughs> I forgive everything. Like, <laughs> I'm quick to forgive him. So as we're wrapping up this Spider-Man miniseries, what I want to do for you guys is another small, short little guessing game of the Spider-Man box office report basically mm-hmm. so there's nine spider-man movies 
Including Venom. Yes. All right. So, you guys, what do you think was the? We'll go t- low to top. Okay. Or I guess okay. we can go. Well, but yeah, we'll go bottom to top. So, what do you think was the least highest grossing movie in the Spider-Man saga of movies that we have? Amazing Spider-Man, wasn't it? Two. Amazing Spider-Man. No, two, no, right? no. Um, amazing. What do you think? The it first is? Amazing Spider-Man. First Amazing Spider-Man. I would say Amazing Spider-Man two. Sorry to break your heart, but it's actually Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. It it was not that makes low. Sense. No, it's not it's not a bomb. No, the budget sense. on it was ninety million, but it only grossed about close to four hundred million. So it's definitely a success, but not mm-hmm. not like on par with the other Spider-Man movies. And you'll see why. And it was in marketed, second. and people wrote it off as a kids' movie. Yeah, so, it's yeah, tough no, to go sense. jump. Which it was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's the next one? What's number eight? Do we have to go all through the nine like this? Yeah, just go ahead. Yeah, we're going to do Amazing Spider-Man. This is amazing. amazing. Yeah, you stole mine. Shut up. Yeah. Amazing Spider-Man another... 2. He got it. So, <laughs> all right, so yeah. we're going to go. Like every time I try to make something. That one had a budget of $200 million, and then it made about 700 Oh. Worldwide, so okay. yeah, not not a bomb, but not great. Okay, yeah. next one. First guest, first guest out of the gate, you guys. It's locks gotta it be in. Amazing Spider-Man, doesn't it? Two, yeah, it was basically, no, yeah. we just one. said it was yeah, two. yeah, yeah, one. Well, one. see, you said two, you locked no. it in. Sorry, Stephen gets the next point. He said it, so he locked it in. Daniel, you gotta be smarter. What? Two hundred and twenty <laughs> million what you was get for liking Spider Verse. <laughs> you know what? So it is Wes. Why am I the? <laughs> Why am I the butt of all these jokes? All right, what's the next? Well, that's the next one, you guys. The remaining Spider-Man movies we have the the Raimi trilogy. We have both Tom Holland movies, and then we have Venom left. So, what's the next on the next list? one's Homecoming? What do you think? No, dude, Homecoming. I guarantee you, Homecoming and um, don't help him. Just tell him your guess. No, he needs help. Oh, I do. <laughs> I'm very bad at this. Obviously. <laughs> no, I I'm I guarantee you, Homecoming and Far From Home are top three. They, oh. I think both those cracked a billion, so we're going to have yeah. to be... It's something in the Rami series. I'm going to say the probably first sp- this first one. Yeah. It's actually Spider-Man 2. Uh, has, Seriously? I know, right? It's weird. Uh, Spider-Man 2, $200 million budget, grossed almost $800 million. Wow. All right, in now we're in the... three. Yeah, in o, wow. 04. That's bank in 04 money. All right, we have five left. I don't want to play anymore. Right. Yeah. Maybe we'll just, do, we'll just do the top three now. now. I'll just tell you. The next one is Spider-Man 2002. So yeah. that one had... Uh, that one made bank. It was that one had 100, $139 million production budget. Made $821 Remember million. the Dr. Pepper cans? Yeah. 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 I mean, oh, they, the marketing for that one was probably the best ever. Next one is Venom, which is crazy. So Venom made more than both... Spider-Man and Spider-Man Two. So Venom's budget is 116 million, which, which is, is one, crazy, one Spider-Man of the lowest budgets. Like... Yeah, and it made 850 million worldwide. So good for Venom. Now top three. I won't tell you guys what these are. There's, there's Homecoming, Far From Home, and then Spider-Man Three. So put them in order. Both you guys I, choose I'm gonna, an order. I'm going to say choose an order. You just said. What do you think's the top? Uh, homecoming, Far From Home, and Three. That's the like top to bottom. That's what I think it is. Yeah. What do you think it is? Far from home, homecoming, three. It's actually homecoming, Spider-Man three, and then Far from home. No kidding. Why would Listen, Far from home make both? Because it was now, right after Endgame. Now homecoming and Spider-Man three made very close, about eight hundred and ninety ish million. Spider-Man Far from Home made one point. 
two billion yeah, I knew it dollars, made, it made which is bonkers. Because yeah. I think it was that it came out after Endgame. Everyone wanted to know what happens next. What was it? Far from home or Homecoming? Far from home was the highest. Oh, Kathleen you said it was Homecoming. Oh okay. no, no, Far from Home was the highest with one point two billion. Oh, then, that is then, bonkers. Then below that was just by a hair Spider Man three because it was coming off of the Spider Man two. I would have expected Homecoming to make more because everybody knew it was going back to Marvel, but right. But yeah, hmm. I think that was the thing where that's still the eight hundred million dollars is obviously a crazy ton amount of money. So yeah, but yeah, I think it was the End Game bump because people. Uh, yeah, it's just yep. people really want to see what happened next. So, yeah, ending kind of like what you guys said, let's just give our own little personal rankings of the top three Spider-Man movies from the whole thing that we've talked about, and that's how we'll end. Top three. Number three is Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm-hmm. It snuck in there past Homecoming Sneaky because of the second guy. half. I love Homecoming a lot, but I love the second half of Far From Home a lot because of mainly because Mysterio is a huge fan favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is my second, mm-hmm. for sure. Love that movie, Baker's Dozen. And I know I didn't give this one a Baker's Dozen, but Spider-Man 2 from 2004 yeah. is just my my absolute favorite Spider-Man movie, hands That's down. That's favorite one, in general. It's the one I've revisited the most. I get the most out of it. We were talking earlier about it, Stephen, how we just tears are shed, laughs are yeah. had. It's amazing. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, my number three is the same Raimi, Spider-Man 1. Nice. Okay. Interesting. I, I love Willem Dafoe in that movie. He steals the show for me. I get that. Number two, I'd probably have to go far from home. Okay. Wow. Uh, number, one, yeah. number one... What is it, guys? Spider-Verse. Oh, Spider-verse. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. What <laughs> about <laughs> you? Okay, in a nutshell, because we didn't get this answered earlier, why is Spider-Verse number one? I won't argue it. I'm genuinely curious. Well, to answer your question, we have a whole episode on it, and that is the answer. Okay, <laughs> go, go to that episode. That's <laughs> fair. Yeah. Okay, okay so, to answer it, it would be another hour. <laughs> yeah, right. So I'm going to say that I'm going to give a baker's dozen to my first two movies, and I'm going to okay. put them on equal footing. Okay, that's fair. Because I have found, oddly enough, of all of them, I mean, we've got a lot of Spider-Man movies, got a lot of Batman movies. Yeah. I feel like it's very easy to overload. Like, you go to Spider-Man 3, you get way too many villains. Okay? Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like balance yeah. Yeah, in a Spider-Man yeah. movie is very important. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man 2 is number one, barely, barely tops Homecoming. Okay. The reason for that, That's you what watch I those movies... And like the whole time you're watching it, it's just it's just right. Everything yeah. is just it's like a finely tuned watch. I mean, it's like when Peter gets his powers back, it's because he's threatened Mary Jane. And yeah. I remember sitting. I mean, you can watch that now. I'm getting goosebumps now. When and he you're like, like he clenches. Yeah, his fist yeah. You're like he's uh, gonna. The music and, kicks in. And remember oh. the fight on the subway? Yes. And Peter's like, I'm going <laughs> so to. Good. Like, I don't care if I have to rip every tentacle off your back. You're going to tell me where she's at. Yeah. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Like, that to me is what makes a great Spider-Man. Yeah. Film. So that's why they're top two. I'm very curious what your third is. <sighs> it's honestly, it's another tie. And I, okay. I, I don't know what... I wouldn't include Venom because okay. it doesn't have Spider-Man. You can if you want. I would say... I would I would put Venom <laughs> probably fourth. I really want to put it third. Yeah. The problem is... You're going to judge me for this. No. I loved Amazing Spider-Man 2. And really? you guys brought up very fair points. The movie no, no, no. had I flaws. Hear, no, no, that's hear, very interesting. Thing. Here's the thing. What was it? Did you guys get the impression, especially with the second one, more so than the first, that they were having fun making the movie? 
The second one? The Amazing Spider-Man 2, yeah. Not at all. Man, I did. I did. Like, the jokes, the way they acted it out. I felt like what we were, we were getting, we got a number of things that they do, and they had, I was listening to the podcast, Mm -hmm. I would encourage our listeners to go listen to your podcast. The movie had its flaws. Shay loves it. Yeah. Hated the Green Goblin. Hated the Green Goblin. Yes. Garfield and Stone are having fun. What? Are you talking about them? <laughs> Who are you talking about? Like Andrew Garfield. You said and they're Emma having Stone. fun. Oh yeah, heck yeah, 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 yeah. They are. Yeah. I the will agree. Paul Giamatti's having her fun. Death in that death is on point. Absolutely on point. A little rushed, but Gwen's death was comic accurate and a hundred percent on point, yep. and I felt it, and it was the right time to do it. Yep. Um, I thought truly that that was the best Electro I've ever seen. I loved Jamie Foxx's Electro. It's about to have an aneurysm. Remember when we talked about aneurysm? Well, we've already talked about this. Like, Uh man, dude, I loved Electro so much. I thought he was perfect. And I... See, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know the German doctor y'all hated? Yeah. I loved it. Dr. Kafka? Yes. I loved it. I loved it. What an odd take. And here's why. Here's why. Now, Uh, see, I can see the logic where if you like that... Yes, go Here's continue. Here's why. If you're not... I think we agree that when you're watching Homecoming, when you're watching Spider-Man 2, mm-hmm. you're getting a movie that is better than just a Spider-Man movie. They're good movies, period, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. Drama, yep. heartbreak, action, fun. They hit all those. Yeah, yep. absolutely. I can't think of another movie that hits all those. So the next movies on my list are Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Venom because when I want to check my brain at the door and I want to go have fun, yeah. Those are the movies I'm putting in. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. So. Sure. There we go. Well, I guess none of us are friends after that. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Wes's hair. He's about to pull it out of his head. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on the show. Well, hey, you thank you for inviting me. I just got to say, I was yeah. so excited when Wes said that you wanted to come on, because I know I haven't seen you in years, but yeah. I remember, like, Steven's hilarious, so yeah. I'm so glad he's coming um, I Guys, I love the podcast. Well, I love how easygoing it is. Dude. Thanks yeah. for having me on. It's Absolutely. so much fun. Yeah. I feel a lot of love in this room. I feel a turd in the wind. Oh. I think Do you need to use the restroom? You might need to end the episode short. That's the best possible <laughs> ending for this podcast. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you.